0: The struggle for breath and catching our breath has become a richly textured theme of 2020. From the onset of COVID and symptoms involving breath to George Floyd's cry out to breathe to the gasping for breath as the Western United States burns to our collective need to catch our breath as this year unfolds. Welcome to The Breathing Room, a space to discover the gift of a cleansing breath. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and in this series, I'm inviting some of the smartest and most compassionate women I know, each subject matter experts in their particular field of natural health. Today, I have with me Cameron Scott, psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and passionate polyvagalist, thank you Cameron for accepting my invitation
1: it's a pleasure to be here Lauren yeah. so Cameron this is a lot
0: this is a big topic how are you making sense of it for yourself personally
1: it's a big topic today with so much going on and you just you know mentioned a lot of reasons we all be having trouble catching a breath and have even prior to this focus on breathing, it's always been sort of in our language, you know, take a breath, you know, chill, (laughs) try breathing, you know. It's, breath is intrinsic to our sense of either safety and well-being, or those cues for danger and threat, which then affect our autonomic nervous system.
0: Wow, so when
1: we can't breathe, it's giving our body a cue that there's danger. Absolutely. And remembering the autonomic nervous system is 80% listening to cues precognitively from the body, the environment, and from other autonomic nervous systems.
0: So hearing that, Cameron, it could almost be happening from two directions. We could be physically struggling for breath, but our neuroception is also giving us cues for danger that causes us breathing challenges yes it goes both ways so it is both wow so that is absolutely heightening this whole response Mm -hmm. are you are you hearing about this much from your clients
1: very much so and honestly from family that well you know lives all over this country too i have young adult children on the West Coast and just talking about what it means. I know people who have been affected by, you know, Mr. Floyd's death. I mean, it's just, it is, it's heightened because it's actual breathing. And then there's also how many cues that doesn't involve actual breathing initially, but really reflects a sense of danger in other ways we are experiencing life right now. You know, that that reminds me, Cameron, I had a um,
0: student of mine um, in one of my classes who was in San Francisco at the height of the fires and she had young children and and she said that, um, you know, they had their windows closed, there wasn't smoke in the house. They knew that the fires were far enough away, but the combination of all the signs that were coming in for her body, she could
1: not regulate her nervous system. Yeah. It's, it's what happens, yeah. It, if our autonomic nervous system is not able to regulate out of that sense of dangerous threat without that support, it's gonna keep saying, no, no, I don't sense safety. <laughs> we, we never win an outright fight with our autonomic nervous system. that's important information and
0: as is all of this because so often people that right now are struggling with breath get themselves in a loop of saying logically come on you can breathe there's air you're fine but that doesn't really work does it
1: no it doesn't and how many people with a cue of danger or threat can often in an attempt to get a breath end up hyperventilating and that's just as physically distressing.
0: Oh that sounds like something I might be familiar with.
1: (laughs) It's our biology doing its best but if it doesn't have enough cues of danger or threat it's not necessarily going to be helpful
0: in the moment. So Cameron, I happen to be privy to information that you have a very interesting breathing practice for us. And I'm really excited to be a student of this breathing practice
1: today. Mm. Yes. Well, the two ways that we help support our autonomic nervous system, or as Deb Dana would say, our vagal tone is both by ways we can support and notice bringing ourselves, if we found ourselves dysregulated back, regulation and what are the ways that we can really increase that vagal tone which are our is our overall resilience. So in mm-hmm. a moment we can support vagal tone. It's like having those stronger muscles that'll so work more quickly when we need them. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there are many, many across healing practices um and life practices that include breathing. Sure. Sure. And I'm just gonna mention a couple that um i've been trained in that are specific to the autonomic nervous system so it's simply using that lens but if you start to think about any breath practices you might know they all all roads lead to Rome they're all looking to bring some kind of regulation and early on when i was training in polyvagal theory Deb Dana was teaching the work of Andrew Weil who is uh, I can see your smile. He's been around for a while. He was a classic Western medical doc who then Mm -hmm. adopted some of the Eastern principles. But he was using that understanding, scientific understanding that any form of elongated exhale, elongated release of breath is going to support vagal tone. Mm -hmm. And he specifically worked on it. And you can actually Google this one very easily four seven eight you can not only need put in breath work but four seven seven eight then you can look, find it through dr Wile. you can find it's eminently easy to find and what it suggests is initially to build it as a resource that you try installing it by practicing it several times a day when you're not needing it Right. So, I'm at stoplights, I'm taking a bathroom break, I, you know, I'm having a moment before a meal, and, and i started to play with this. And it is quite simple. It's inhaling through the nose to the count of four. So, one, two, three, four, through the nose, then gently holding the breath to for a count of seven, and then exhaling as if you were blowing through a straw or blowing out a candle through your mouth. Uh And we do four rounds of this. Would you like to try it with me? Yes. Yes, please. You count for me? For some people, I'm having a moment of wanting to disclose. Because for some people, um, holding their breath seems triggering. It it goes into that response. I don't want to hold my breath. And and it starts to feel the pressure on the, the diaphragm up. So when we talk about holding our breath, we're actually holding it with a little pressure on our diaphragm down okay. and and we can feel a difference okay i could just feel
0: yourself relax as you said that
1: yeah the self-disclosure that i won't share and your listeners will laugh at me i was having trouble with having had a trauma history getting that because i started to hold my breath and i got very you know mobilized i found the easiest way to feel this was actually when i hopped on the toilet first thing in the morning a- and that gentle holding of the breath the, a slight bearing down gives us that sensation of, of putting just gentle pressure on the diaphragm down um, okay so, something for people to try if this doesn't seem to be making sense but in the moment let's see how it feels to your system okay. Okay. and we'll just take it and inhale through our nose to the count of four one two three four Gently hold to the count of seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then exhale through your mouth like you're blowing out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight. Wow, I was suddenly reminded of Lama's class, 18 years.
1: <laughs> Again. <laughs> and you know, the counting doesn't matter because what we're looking for is the experience of a quicker inhale a slight hold and a longer exhale so if you want to you could count quicker than i did and and if you want to over time you can really extend it it's what feels comfortable but let's let's try it again and 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 just take that inhale through your nose to the count one, two, three, four, gently hold it, diaphragm pressure down, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and that exhale, focus mouth, exhale. To the count of three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Lovely, lovely. So, all of this was done, offered to me early on in my training, and I was skeptical about all of it. I'm like, yeah you know, what is this going to do for me? But because I was a student at the time, I I diligently practiced it during the day. And it's particularly helpful um, when somebody's mobilized to help bring some vagal tone in, in the moment and help them come back from a mobilized state. So I actually woke up in the middle of the night when I had been practicing this for several weeks, having had some sort of horrible dream, and all I could know is I could feel my heart beating, I was sweating, I was having trouble catching my breath, and and I don't know, there must have been just an itty bitty amount of ventral vagal energy there that I thought, I should try this breathing thing. <laughs> and I did, and I was back to sleep within two minutes. I just did one round of it, it settled out my system, and I remember waking up in the morning going, I must have had a terrible dream, but I cannot believe that it actually it, it didn't bother going back my going back to sleep
0: wow wow so Cameron I have a question I, because this is what came to me is practicing this when we don't need it does it improve our ability to slide into it
1: when we do absolutely there we are putting it into a resource okay so it, it allows can- that Oops, sorry, <laughs> it just allows those new neural networks. That's more easy for our autonomic nervous system to recognize. Oh, resource, it'll help me out.
0: Okay, tune in. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And did you have some other exercises? Yeah, uh, Deb. Deb taught us. Um, Deb Dana, the polyvagal theory, taught us the four, seven, eight breathing. She's currently teaching, um, which is based on the work of Peter Levine, the somatic um, experiencing, um, the breath pattern that's called VU. A- and it's again V O O, readily available online. He's got some longer videos on it that are very sciencey, but many people have adapted it. And it's again based on the principle of it inhale and then that elongated exhale and he's using the zoo so there's a little bit of vibration of the the voice and and bringing it into and it's a very effective tool so is that a little bit does it uh, like humming then in a way
0: because yes. that
1: vibration exactly and humming is another thing that does you take that breath and if you hum it, it, it's right there
0: Karen, these are great tools
1: thank you so much they're worth playing with they right. do no harm and can do a lot of good yes and they're free and righteous. yes yep.
0: <laughs> so Cameron where can people find out more about your work
1: um, I have a website it's very simple but it gives the flavor of my passions and it's Cameron beautiful
0: thank you um, and if anyone would like to hear more about chemo you can find out everything you need to know at laurencubilay.com. Cameron, thank
1: you so much. It's been a pleasure.